to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Mike likes to call this... Oh, wait, hold on. I'm turning down my mic. Oh, there we go. Mike likes to call this a live Ricky. Yeah, it's, it's not. not live. It's it recorded. Isn't. But I like looking at him while Yeah, here. here it's it live is. live for us. Here we are. And for two guests who there are here. There you are, yeah. Would you like to introduce the yes. guests? Uh, my father, who's been on the Ricky before. Come on, at least here. say hi. You guys can say hi. Take Mike three. That one. Glenn. Just pull it and say hello. Hello. There we go. Mike's dead. And uh, and my unfortunately present girlfriend, who has to hear all of these asleep, but now she's here, Alyssa. Hi, I'm here. There it is. There it is. She, she exists. exists. Yeah. And she's a Lakers fan. She told me this morning. She was like, "Oh, you're not just a voice in the bedroom." Yes, wow. that's it. Not today. Yeah, she's not asleep <laughs> for this one. Uh, well, it's nice. We Not only are we live, but it's like we have a studio we audience. We have a studio. Yeah, it's an audience. There's no, not going to be any dogs barking. Skype's not going to cut out. It's weird. Well, you never know. Sure. It's, Skype's bigger than both of us. Yep. It's weird having you here, I think. It it's, always is. It, yeah, it's weirder having you, because it feels like you don't, when, when you're not when you're not there, we have to have conversation or nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Here, we could stop talking and just and stare. Like, <laughs> just sitting here. <laughs> The only one of these that didn't feel weird was when after yeah. the lottery party, yes. and we're like, "Fuck it, let's." You're go eating do chips. Yeah. I'm having like fruit. <laughs> we went to Seven Eleven. That's right. I came here and did it. Yeah, yeah that was a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that one. That All right. Good. Well, Rice to Ricky Sanchez podcast, obviously brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers. I'm looking at the sheet. Wow. There it is. Where Rice to Ricky Sanchez listeners go to get engaged. Seven oh seven at Walnut in Philadelphia, and always at LLPavorsky.com. It's not usually on a sheet. It's usually on my Google Drive, but you cannot access Google Drive from our our work building. Why? Uh, I, I think it's a file sharing. Like there are a lot of companies that don't want you. Yeah. Some that use Google and some don't. Yeah, ours we does. can't use Dropbox of, at Fox. We have to use something called Hightail, which is yes. dog shit. Oh, really? It's awful. Not as good as Dropbox. No, we use Dropbox here. It's a fine program. Yeah, SendSpace. I often use. I oh. can access SendSpace, but okay. not Google Drive. All right. Let's do the um, the housekeeping issues. First of all, the bus trip is sold out. Second of all, we are on Stitcher. We are on iTunes. Please rate us if you download it on iTunes. Third of all, rights to Ricky Sanchez Night at the Sixers is February 26th. The tickets are $23 and will be available until January 23rd. Mm-hmm. We are nearing 200 people. Uh, so here's the thing. You can buy them at Sixers.com slash promo and use promo code RTRS. If you buy tickets, you are registered to come play basketball with us on the floor you, you of could, the center. You could be one of the people who gets selected. Yeah, registered. Right, right. Yeah, 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 we will pick twenty-five people. Obviously, we can't take all couple hundred. Is it people. going to be nepotism? Are we going to pick the people that we like? Is that nepotism? I thought nepotism was how I got my child. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. We got to figure out a way to do it. No. In fact, because I do not have access, I'm not buying. Right. The, I'm not selling the tickets. So we'll just I'm, get a list of names. I'm just going to ask uh, the Sixers guy to give me a, li- a 25 random names, okay. and then those will be the people. So we'll we'll reach out to you, but it'll it won't be that day. It'll be a different day. We'll get to play basketball, yeah. but we'll get 90 minutes on the court, and we'll have an official rights to Ricky Sanchez yeah. basketball game at a date to be determined. And Sam. He will be playing defense, trying to protect the rim. 
during that. Let I'm, me tell you I'm something. Sure. I'm I saw sure that, of it. I saw that he's do, that he he was part of like some DraftKings meet and greet. So if really? could, yes, you could if you played that night, you could win a meet and greet with General Manager Sam Hinkie. That's so, so the least he could do me. would be to coach one of the teams. That'd be fun, right? I would like that. Okay, Sam, if you're listening, I know well, you are. Or, or one or. Brett coaches one team, D'Antoni coaches the other. Oh, or See, wait, we could have Colangelo on the Colangelo yes. and D'Antoni versus versus Brett and Sam, and it'll be twenty-five to because nobody will want to be on the D'Antoni Colangelo team. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Or they'd tank. They'd tank intentionally. Right. That team would be tanking. Um, and there's going to be that night, uh, February twenty-sixth. We'll have a happy hour. Uh, from five to seven at the Cure Auto Club at the Wells Fargo Center. It's we'll have our own section sectioned off where everyone can awkwardly meet each other and say hi. I'm like, you know, Sixers fan eight two seven on Twitter, and you can say, oh, it's a hi. great name. Yep, it's one of those. So, yeah. you know, well that way once we're sitting up there and doing the chance, it'll be less awkward because you will have already awkwardly right. met everyone. Perfect. All right, so Sixers stuff. So here's here's my list. I have. We obviously have to talk about Tony Roten, who yeah. is no longer part of the team. What, what's more important, Tony Roten or the win, or Ish, or the Ish trade? Well, yeah, I guess Ish and Roten are in, wrapped up in the one. <sighs> I think the trade is bigger than the win. I think wow. the Roten trade. It's up to you. We can talk about whatever first. No, let's talk about that. Okay. So, so Ish first. Okay, let's do the trade first, right? Yeah. So, I have mixed feelings about the trade. Of course. Because I've been struggling, as you know, I've been struggling with the D'Antoni um, and Colangelo thing in general. Yeah, and a lot of the Liberty Ballers guys have been also. Struggling. A lot of it. like tire fire, decision making yes. stuff. So when I heard about it, my, I can tell you my instinct was, thank God. That was my instinct. Yeah. My I- original instinct was good because he plays well with Nerlens and he is I remember when they signed Kendall Marshall like having barely seen Kendall Marshall I had only seen him slowly play basketball before but but my intuition was that Kendall Marshall was going to be like um like right. Ish Smith right. only slower mm-hmm. but it just seems like he is going to take a little while to to get there to get there yeah which is Reasonable. Right. Mm-hmm. So they traded for Ish, and I'm like, okay, this will make us look more like a basketball team. I liked Ish Smith. I liked telling people that he was better than Michael Carter-Williams. You love doing that. that I, I, told, there, I went searching through, I just searched my name and Ish Smith, and <laughs> all of the tweets are about how he's better than Michael Carter-Williams. <laughs> so, but then I started thinking about it more, and I was like, two second round picks for like, for what? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how this is... Like there's, you know, you get into your head. There's no way Hinky would do a trade like this. He would just say, maybe that was my my initial. That there's no way. And I, ma- the, I made a face. He didn't say it. Now to, we can we can communicate. Right. Two gesture. Two and not two horrible second round picks, but De- one of them's Denver's, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other one is ours in 2017. Yeah. Is that what it is? So they'll both be pretty good. We've done at least okay with second round picks, mm-hmm. you know. So it seemed to me okay. They maybe win. Let's say. Let's say if they don't get Ish Smith, they win 11 games. And let's say with Ish Smith, they win 15 games or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And and these players... 11 might have been... Stretching. Tough right. to get there. So let's say. <laughs> let's say it's a four-game difference either way. Sure. Right? So, so I think to myself, 
do I really believe that making these guys better, making Okafor and Nerlens better this year, really has an effect on them beyond this year? And is it worth these wins? And is are those picks worth these wins, especially for four months of Ish Smith, even forgetting the fact that they could have gotten him because who knows if they could have right. gotten him? Right. Uh, who knows if he wanted to come here? What kind? So mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 like caught in the middle in that that yeah. it it seems like as long as it is not the first step to other things sure. that look like this. And I think so. that's what people are mostly worried about. Is that this isn't this isn't the thing? This is the thing that portends the next thing, right? The scary part. Yeah, and every time we were just talking about it earlier, like every time a move is made, someone is going to people are going to be like, was that Hinky or was that Colangelo? Was right. that D'Antonio or was that Brett? Right. Like every time someone's going to fart, and it's going to be like, well, I don't know who decided to fart. And the worst part is, is that now we get to decide since we're never going to know who does anything. Yes, it's perfect. The two camps of of. Our assholes and their assholes. Everybody has their win. Yes. If it's a bad move, I think Anthony Capelli tweeted this. I think I retweeted. Oh, it. did he? Uh, we have a ready-made excuse of like, well, if it's a bad thing, well, that's Colangelo. Yes. And if it's a good thing, well, it had to be Hinky. And if it be, for the other people, it it's the, the exact, exact opposite. opposite. It's perfect. Right. It really works. Because out. I was doing the same thing. I was like, that. I was like, well, Hinky would have never done this. I was like, well, Hinky was the one that signed Ishmael. He signed in him the in the first place. place. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, I, I think that it's what people are most hung up on is like. They had him last year. They could have had him again, and they didn't want him. And what we've heard, and we actually haven't talked about this, but we've we've heard is that Ish wanted to go play for a good team. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. I probably believe that they were like, you can come back, but you can fight with it for a, a roster spot like maybe. everyone else. Or you can sign this 40-year shit deal that Kendall Marshall sure, signed. Maybe that's and maybe it. he had no desire to do that. Brett and so, Sam both liked him. They've never said anything bad about him, not that they would anyway. But the I guess... For me, it's like, is this a hinky type deal, or is this does this mean that it's bad things are coming? And I don't think necessarily it means that bad things are coming because, like, look, we have four first round picks this year. If the Lakers pick conveys, mm-hmm. we have Joel Embiid hopefully being healthy. Mm-hmm. We have Dario Saric hopefully coming over. That's six. I don't think they're going to use all first round picks, but that's six pieces coming in in addition to a ton of cap space and free agency. I don't think there's a shot in hell that all of those people, in addition to second-round picks, will be able to play for the Sixers next year. There's just not enough roster spots. That being said, yeah. could they, they could use those second-round picks mm. on different things. They are currency. Yes, they are currency, and other people will find them more valuable, etc. I, I, it's just funny because people are like, for years, people were shitting on the idea that the Sixers kept getting second-round picks, and now they're trading second-round picks, and it's like, oh, now he doesn't even... Now there's like this big deal that yes. the second-round picks are gone. And yeah, they like, had to give up second-round picks for a guy that they already had. Exactly. And, and you put it like that, you can put the very Philadelphia spin on it, where it's just like, if you want to say he's an idiot, like you can say he's an idiot in so many words. Uh, I think it's... I think things just boiled over. And it, whether it was Okafor, it was the Okafor thing that, that got to a point where... Something had to be done, and things have been being done. It's all his fault. I never wanted them to take him. I know. I never wanted them to take him. If they didn't take him, none of this would be happening. I know. None I know. Of it. Listen, none I know. Of it. The I, basketball stuff, the off the court stuff. He Jared was eighth on my board. I'm not. I'm not done with Jaleel. And I had a moment against the Suns where I was like, I wish he was playing right now. And they won that game, which we'll get to. But. There was a moment where I was like, it'd be nice if we had a guy to just give the ball to and he can go take a decent shot. So I'm not down on him. I'm as, I'm as even on him as I was when I ranked him eighth on my board going into the draft. But yes, once Jaleel punched that dude in Boston and got a bunch of speeding tickets, 
whatever. And punched a guy, tried to punch a guy in Philadelphia. You got a gun drawn. Like, too many things. Too many things for a 19-year-old basketball player. Mm-hmm. Uh, something had to happen. This and is pissing somebody off. I, I've noticed from the Liberty Ballers, mess, I, I, like, I started reading the comments, and people fight yeah. about Jalil. I noticed it on Twitter. Anytime I say negative things about Jalil Okafor argument has become like the Evan, Evan Turner, Turner yeah. MCW, yeah. Nick Foles. There's a lot it's of those guys. Yeah. Bobby Abreu, I'm sure. Yes. Everybody. Uh, something had to happen, and I think it just boiled over, and we didn't see it you know, necessarily come to light all at once, but I think this is all... Uh, emblematic of the same issue, which is like we can't be this embarrassing. And if it costs two first, two second round picks, where they can get second round picks again in the, at the trade deadline when they absorb salary anyway, then fine. Like we have enough picks. We got so many picks. We got 2018 picks. We can move those up to be second round picks this year. Like this isn't the strongest draft class. It's I'm not worried about losing second round picks. And this is coming from a guy who loves second round picks. I adore second round picks. I would I would want the entire second round to be Sixers. I would build a team well, just out of the second round. Sort of Yes, it's all it's kind of there already. <laughs> but I would going forward I'd cut everyone and just be the second rounders. This which is not a podcast about no. the Sixers, by no, the way. No, no, no. There's That's, only one. There's only one there. Yeah. We're on it right now. You're yeah. listening to it. Uh but I guess So do you approve of it or you don't approve of it? Well, we didn't even get to Roten yet. Uh I'm okay with it. I don't think it's a good trade by any means. I don't think everyone's looking at that and be like, man, they really stole him. I think that, and we didn't even talk about the Pelicans thing of it all. Um, yeah, which they is, got us back. The, I mean, they got us back or we were like, here, buddy. Because the Drew thing, when they are apparently felt ripped off in the Drew uh, New Orleans trade, uh, because some injury records weren't mm-hmm. fully disclosed, Yeah. Uh, I think this might have been like here, uh, you know. Here's a second round of pick. Just fuck, don't say anything. It's fine. Like it's okay. It's not a good trade by any means, but it's not a bad trade, and I think it will help a the team, b Nerlens, and hopefully Jaleel once he's back. Where it comes to me was as long as it helps Nerlens. Yes, okay with that's it. what because it is. He's he looks so good. In they the threw you up in the first play. The first play. It was great. The first play, and then you, somehow. I mean, and we'll get to the game itself yeah. after we talk about Roten, but somehow it made Cannon look better. Like, yes. Cannon looked better. Yeah, because he just, and for whatever reason, he still played point guard some of that game. Yes. It's killing me, Spike. But he did, well, it's in a minute, killing in a minute, me. in a minute. He scored, how many did he, 22? On yes. like, he shot well. On 15 shots. He should yes. never be doing anything other than that. Mm. He's so bad at anything but shooting. It, well, he, it kills he, me. He, and he's in at the ends of games, and he's never good at the ends of games. He's the only he guy has who to can shoot. He's the only guy who can shoot. Dallas was on fire, and they took him okay. out. We'll get to it. Right. Roten. Roten. So this affected me differently than it normally would have, yeah. given that he's my favorite sixer yeah. by far. Has all, been my favorite all sixer. All time? No, Andre's your favorite sixer. Yes, but I mean uh, of this, uh, the process yeah, yeah, yeah. era sixers. Process era. Process era sixers. And he was the reason I repurchased season tickets, mm-hmm. because you... Talked about him slapping the hardwood during the playoffs. Yeah. But over the last year or so, or close to a year, I've been telling you that I didn't think he was in future plans. Yeah, we've talked about this. And and I've mentioned it. So, and a couple of people actually got mad at me and told me I was wrong. And so it was very unsurprising to me that they released him. Yeah. So it hit me less hard because I, I feel like I've just been preparing myself. For yeah. I, I, when, when they... when. Okay, so the, the trade was announced, yep. and I was like, they have to cut somebody. I don't know who it's going to be. And yep. I think the popular thought was it would be Christian Wood or TJ. Yeah. And I was like looking at the guys, and like like almost like a Scooby-Doo mystery. And like I, I looked at Roden for a second. I was like, nah, it couldn't be him. Yeah. But like I, in the back of my mind, I was like, it might be. And yeah. uh, I think 
you know, the contract was, was I think, a bigger deal. Like, if TJ wasn't on such a favorable team-friendly contract or Christian Wood, same thing. Uh, I think they're basically like, he hasn't gotten better. He's good at the things he's good at. He's still not a good, fully-formed basketball player. And, and he's going to expire. I don't think year. they have the time to let him get better yeah. this year. Yeah. If he's going to get better. I hope so. he goes to the D-League. I hope he dominates people. I he hope could he score gets a 50 shot. points a game Total. in the D-League. I hope he gets a shot. I mean, like Kendall Marshall... And Nish Smith, who still doesn't. But Kendall Marshall didn't have a jump shot. Yeah. And then he developed one, and now it's like a strength almost. Although he had a really bad air ball the other day. It was, yeah. That was, His that was shots either go in or really don't yeah, go in. Yeah, it's tough. Um, he had that three, that like leaning three. Yes. That was a good shot. That was oh, right at the end of the quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was great. Um, but no, dude. Roden's... Roden's like full sixer, and the, the the bummer was that he loved he loved being, being here the so Sixers. Much. He loved he being did. the Sixers. He always tweeted about being on a, and yeah. his, even his farewell tweet made me sad. Yeah. He's gonna miss his guys. I love the guy, I really do. I'm uh, I'm sad he's gone. Maybe but he'll come back. I, him that, and Iguodala. That's the thing is that we keep being like he'll come back. I'm like right, you guys will come back. He's not coming back. He'll come to the parade. He's not. Yeah. You know. <laughs> What's the parade for? Uh, I'm already booked my flight. I can't tell you when it is. Though. Okay. Um, so then the the win. Yeah. So Tony Roten, my 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 favorite process era sixer. I will be. I'm sad that he's gone. I'm yeah. sad that he didn't get a chance to at least win one game for us this year, like he did the Cleveland game last year. I wish we had like a the Tony Roten game. I just wanted a Tony. Yeah, Roten you wanted game. one. Well, that was that Cleveland game. Yeah. Yeah. I was there for that. I was. Were you there also? Yes, yeah, you I were was there. Too. there. Yeah. I was sitting with. Um, Derek. Oh, no, the horror of Akron guy. Um, oh, yeah, that guy. Yes. I, I met him. He was a nice guy. Yes. Uh, Scott Rabb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I wish I wanted there to be like a like a, like Survivor, the show Survivor-esque <laughs> thing, where like anytime a, a, a process sixer goes, like we just hang their jersey up and like turn <laughs> extinguish a light. And we like, should, that should be the final t-shirt of all of this, is a, is all a, the, all a the guys. t-shirt with, with all the guys' numbers and names on it. Yeah. There. Roden, yeah. Daniel Orton, yes, the fifty-five Darius guys, Johnson Odom, all, everybody that was number one, yes, all the, Adonis <laughs> Thomas. <Yeah. laughs> so the win, so of course they won because it was D'Antoni's first game and it was Ish Smith's first, and it game. was in Phoenix, which and it was Colangelo is there. Yep. No, oh, quick thing about Colangelo. So there was a. So he did all of the interviews here where he said he was in charge and yeah. all the national interviews where he said he was in charge. There's an interview in the Arizona Republic mm-hmm. that came out on Sunday, and he said, this situation is different for me because before I had always had the final say. Sort of indicating for the first time ever. That he's, well, he that said in the, in the, in the press, press conference. conference yeah. Right. It, it was strange to me. It made me, I, I went back to, maybe it's just wishful thinking, but conspiracy theory sure. is that Maybe him going in the press and saying he had final say is all part of a giant PR yes. win back yes. the people conspiracy. Sure. And Sam's like, I don't give a I shit. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Whoever. Whatever. That feels like <laughs> Okay, it. old man. Yeah, sure. And then I, I well, Also, he could just not. be confused. He's yes. 76. <laughs> More likely. My dad's 62 and he's confused all, all the time. The time. Yeah. My dad's been confused since he was 40. Yes. Oh, well, that's yeah. publicly evident. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the game was great. You, it was a great game. Oh, my God. I'm glowing. Well, and the, the number of pick, the, the Ish Smith Nerlens pick and rolls, it was like mm. three times a possession. It seemed like it happened. So good. Everybody was hitting. Well, not everybody. Cannon was hitting threes. Stauskas had that run. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't watch oh. the game. I was at the, the Eagles game, so I didn't watch the game until Sunday morning. What Eagles game? 
<laughs> right. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. So I watched the game Sunday morning, and when they went on that run, the lineup was Kendall Marshall, Nick Stauskas, mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant, mm-hmm. um, Carl Landry, and Jakar Sampson. Mm-hmm. They went on a 16-2 to two run in mm. two minutes. I have so much love for Carl Landry. Yeah, he came out of center. nowhere. Yeah, I he was in those so jumpers. Much. Oh my God, they long Kevin twos. Garnett. Long twos yeah. are the best jumpers in yes. the sport. Well, for those power forwards, that's what they have is is long twos. It's what Garnett had. Charles Oakley had the long two. Yep. Elton Brand had the long two. Mm-hmm. Well, not the long two. His was like sixteen feet, right. but. They were going in like falling Brandon away. Bass. That's very yes, Brandon Bass. Yes, yes. That's what they're supposed to hit. I'll tell you, though, watching it, and all due credit to the Sixers, who obviously won't win a game for another two and a half weeks. No, nope, they're winning tomorrow or tonight. Tonight. Tonight the is jazz? Utah. Oh, we got him. Tanner, Tanner's coming over to watch the game. Well, which which is the game when they lose by 50? Is that the Clippers game? We're, Every West we're going Coast to the trip. Clippers game. Oh, are you? We're sitting. We got tickets from uh, one of the writers of the Grinder who has season tickets, and he's not going to be here. So we're getting like really good seats to watch the Sixers. Blake's lose not going to be 50. playing. No, Blake's not playing. Oh, really? Is he hurt? Uh, yeah, he's uh, partially torn quad, I think. Oh, I, he's missing two weeks. Muscle two tears sound painful. No, yeah, I don't want to do that. But So I'm watching this, and I'm realizing... Even as the Sixers were playing well, Phoenix looked like they were playing worse defense than we play. Mm-hmm. They were doing the thing where they run out on on guys shooting yeah. threes way late. A lot of open looks. They look like ter- the only thing. Devin Booker looks pretty good. Yeah, I was impressed by him. I didn't like him coming out of the draft, but he looked like they were like running plays for him. Yeah, it was not bad. Pretty confident and stuff. Yeah, but uh, okay. Phoenix looks like a tire fire. They yeah, look well, terrible. Bledsoe. He's not missing the whole season, is he? No, not till after the break, they said. He okay. has a, a torn MCL or something. Okay. Or torn meniscus. Torn meniscus. That seems really painful also. Yeah. Um, but Marcus, Markeith Morris. Yes. Is Markeith. suspended. Yeah, Markeith, Markeith is, is out. suspended. They're going to trade him. Down. Would you trade for him? I kind of like him. He's, I mean... He seems like a dingbat, but... Yeah, I think that would be... He seems like he can play. A little. Like, he... He can't really step outside. Marcus can shoot. Yeah. Markeith can't as much, but Markeith is probably the better player yeah. all around. Hmm. Uh, kind of. Like, he, I guess, what does he do that, like, some combination of Carl Landry and Jeremy Grant don't do? Yeah. Is, I like, just, be a veteran and be better. Sure. But. He's on a pretty decent contract. I think he makes $8 million a year for I don't know the contract years. off the time. Uh, but, I think uh, he signed four years, 32. Yeah. That, I would, yeah. I don't know what, what I'd. What I'd trade if they if they just want to get him out, yeah, and we'd win a couple more games, make yeah. a run at that eighth seed. He could have, there could be a Markeith Morris game for Dude, the, for the Sixers to win. 50 and he's from ga- Philly, so maybe he likes it better. To win fifty games, they'd have to win all of their remaining games. Not all of them, <laughs> just ninety <laughs> percent. So funny. They have to win all of them. Two and thirty looks so much better than one and thirty. It does. Oh my god, feels gosh. better. I so, really can we talk about Stauskas for the, just the rest of the podcast? Because I lost my mind. I'm sure. I was going nuts. My dad said to me the other day, he was like, something, 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 your boy Nick Stauskas. And my immediate reaction was like, why is he my boy? And then I thought, oh, we he sort of on. has to be. Yeah, yeah. we had him on. <laughs> we won't up until, him. Yeah, up until, and we should have ripped him a lot more. Yes. Well, he bought himself a year He of, bought himself a full year. Like yeah. coming on the race. Just like Spencer did. Spencer yeah. bought himself a lifetime well, for me. For you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he didn't even come on. He, he just might said well. hi to you in a bar. No, we hung out. Right. We, we ate uh, poached eggs together. Okay. Uh, Nick just looks so confident. And he's just got to get minutes. Like I, I want him to go down to Delaware to at least play a bunch because he needs to get something back. But when he gets extended minutes, he doesn't press as much. He doesn't like feel like every shot is like the last shot of his life. 
Stop making that face. I don't know. I when if you if you he get, looked so good. If you get benched, say it. If you get benched here, say he looked good. If you get benched with the Sixers, it means you suck. Well, say that about Roden. What's that? Say that about Roden then, because he got cut. He didn't get he didn't get benched. He got cut. Isn't that worse? No. Why? They'd cut Nick if they could. He's got two more years left on his deal. No, Nick's a building block. Mm. He is very important to this team. I I just think. There's been too many times where Brett Brown has specifically singled out his defense. Yes. And like like come on, don't I'm I'm all for Nick being good. I'm all for Nick. Yeah. I'm on team Nick Stauskas. Yeah. But don't go and say you work harder than anybody yeah, and then I have didn't the like coach that. basically like publicly questioning. You know, I I'm fine that you think that you work hard and he he, he didn't take a shot for three games like right. uh, say, saying, you know, he's going he went through a tough time. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm all I'm team Nick. I'm glad he had a big game. I'm Got glad it. he hit the three shots. Absolutely, it was huge. Yes, they he were played big. and was going to the basket and finding people. Yep, and every, and he know, dunked and he dunked. He can dunk. I it really like reverse racism about Nick Stauskas no, not being able a, to dunk. He has a good vertical. Right, he's got it's a like tremendous forty three inches. Yeah, or he's something. real. Like he's a real athlete. Like he's not just Jason Capono. He's real. Defense, I, and I didn't like that that comment about ha- saying he works harder than anybody else on the team. I mean, he's cocky guy. He said he was cocky on on our podcast. Yeah, but I th- I thought that was like sort of calling out other people, which is weird when you're. I don't think he meant benched. to do it. No, but yes, it was it's wrong just it's just like it say. just came out awkwardly. Yeah. Um, but dude, I was so mad when Isaiah Cannon was in the game and he wasn't because Cannon was just doing his Isaiah Cannon bullshit and Stauskas moves the ball and. Does more than Kynan does. Cannon's a better shooter. Much better. Might not right eventually. Now, right now. Much better. Yes. Right now is a better shooter. But only legit shooter on the team playing like a legit shooter currently. We gotta talk about Bob. I'm writing it yes, down. Yes, yeah. Speaking um, of awkward, I is it weird that I kinda like non sixer Evan Turner? Not basketball oh man. player. Public Evan Turner. That's something we have to come to terms with. Because he's very self-aware. He's very self-aware. We all this time, I thought he was a dipshit, but yeah. he's actually really aware. Yeah, I think. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's really funny. Yes, he's a funny. I weird almost dude. bought that Evan Turner for president T-shirt. Have you seen oh, that? Oh wow! Yeah, I saw it. It's Evan Turner as the NBA, as the logo. NBA logo. Yeah, he's the logo, which is a, not a bad nickname. It's better, better than the villain. I'm okay with. Cannon has a. I don't know. Free pass. You totally did the 180. And yeah. I did the other 180. Yeah. I hate him so much. He's Lou Williams, but not getting to the basket. Mm. He got to the basket a couple of times. A couple of in, times, yeah. In the yeah. Phoenix well, game. Lou, gets, Lou get, takes fouls yeah. a lot. Lou, He's a better shooter than Lou. I don't know that that's Better three point shooter. I don't probably, care what the probably, stats say. Probably, he is. probably a pure yeah. shooter, yeah. Yeah. But Lou would get hot in the same way that Cannon gets hot and takes bad shots. Hmm. I don't know. Um, well, we don't have Lou to worry about. No, so. we don't, which is nice. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, Rashawn Holmes, is he out for any extended period of time? Oh, I didn't see. It was just a bruised knee, right? Is that what it was? I don't know. Sprained knee. Yeah, I didn't see. Like I didn't see. I think he's out against Utah, but I haven't seen anything past that. Is Jaleel going to play tonight? No. Shit. So it means they win. It might mean they win. The more big guys they lose. Dude, everyone's talking about how Ish Smith helps Jaleel Okafer. Like, fucking how? Like, he's just going to stand there... Um, on the 18 feet away, I, he's not. They're not going to run pick and rolls with Julia Loco for Why not? Are they? Why not? Well, he's good he, rolling to the basket. Mm. He finishes. He's good rolling to the basket. He's, he's a good finisher. He's he's crafty around the rim. Mm. Why am I defending Jaleel? I don't know. You probably liked him more than I did coming out of the draft. No, I think that you did. No, if I ranked if, him like last on my initial big board. Yeah, but that was just for trolling. 
No, he's fat. I don't like fat no, you had, guys. No, you had Frank Kaminsky last. Okay, well, because he's white. I yeah. like in order. I like American white guys last okay. and fat guys right before. That. Okay, yeah. well that's fine. What do you feel about Jabari Parker? Because you hated him. He's right? fat and he's still got those fat arms. Look at his arms. How can you be an NBA basketball player at 20 years old and have fat arms? I don't I, want him. I thought you would. I thought you I would like him a little bit more him. after seeing some Bucks action. No, he, he can get like up. Him. He's more of an athlete than I think people give him mm, credit for. All right, I wouldn't anyway. trade for him. Bob Covington. Before we get to Bob Covington, I think it's a great time for us to talk about the sponsor of the Ricky Sanchez podcast. Of course, that's L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers. We got word this week of the eighth Rights to Ricky Sanchez listener that has purchased an engagement ring from Lee Pavorsky. Too many. I said that Lee sent me a note about it, sent us a note about it, and I responded to him, and I said, Lee, I have... I almost sent it to you separately because I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I said, Lee, I have trouble believing this is even true. <laughs> but he sh- like he shows us the the the, the you he know the interactions. The oh yeah. So eight people that listen to this podcast got engaged, <laughs> which is unreal to me. And all eight of them have uh, purchased rings from L. L. Pavorsky because he's a good dude and he will sure. talk about the process with you. And really. Think of all the jewelers in the world that you could go in and um, ask for the code phrase and how many of them are yeah. going to be able to do it. I would think he might be the only one. <laughs> might be the only one. So you have a week If there's left. another jeweler out there who knows <laughs> yes. the phrase, Oh, I have, the, I have a story for you about that. So, so you have through the end of the year, I think there are three rights to Ricky Sanchez uh, line, uh, rights to Ricky Sanchez, uh, what's the rights to Ricky Sanchez? Collection. Collection. Diamond engagement rings with matching diamond wedding bands. And take it from a guy who has purchased a diamond wedding band. You think that the wedding band isn't going to be that much more money than you've already spent. Oh, and it is. So so, um, so to get this one carat uh, engagement ring in white gold and get the wedding band that comes along with it, that matches, that is designed for the rights to Ricky Sanchez listener. Designed I think for them. There's only three of them left. Uh, they would normally be $3,100. They will be nineteen ninety nine if you mention the process. You have until the end of the year. You can call Lee at the store right now. You call him right now, 215-627-2252. You can email him. You could tweet him. Lee will, will if you have a million annoying questions about buying an engagement ring, Lee will answer all million of them and not make you feel bad about it. Are you a Lord of the Rings fan? What's that? Are you a Lord of the Rings no. fan? No. Not at all? Am I not going to get your, yeah, your phrase? Gonna That's gonna okay. That. The, Dorks that like no, it. No, no, not this phrase. Not this phrase. Oh, okay. I just wanted to bring it up. Okay. No, I don't know anything. Is, is Dumbledore is Lord, Easy. Lord of the Rings? Come on. Okay. Get out of here. Is it not? Uh, is it's it not? not? No, okay. Is Gandalf. it the other thing? It's Gandalf. Okay. All right. I don't even want to look at you right now. Uh, no, it's the idea is when... Uh, when I didn't know I was... All right. Ricky Sanchez, Ricky Sanchez's face glows okay. if like, you say a certain incantation phrase. phrase. Yeah. Okay. When there's trouble around. So here's the thing. Buy your your engagement ring or any other jewelry from L.L. Pavorsky. The store is 707 Walnut online. The new website, LLPavorsky.com. You can tweet him at L.L. Pavorsky. Um, and as the official jeweler of the Ricky, he makes a generous donation to the Alzheimer's Association of the Delaware Valley and Rain for every podcast. L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers. Slap the hardwood, not the displays cases. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Thank you. Quick thing about the catchphrase. So the Eagles game that didn't happen. This is TTP? Yes. Okay. The Eagles, thing, the Eagles game that didn't happen Saturday night, I was hosting a halftime thing on the field. Um, these people for Apple Vacations had to run like a um, like a, an obstacle course to win a vacation. So uh-huh. I'm hosting the thing. But I'm down on the field for a good portion of the second quarter waiting to go on. 
And uh, I'm standing next to, I don't know if he was a security guard because he was in like, like Eagle's garb. Um, he was standing there, he had a headset on and blah, blah, blah. But he had like one of the all access passes. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me and he says, Spike. And I look over, this is during the game. Right. And I say, yep. And he goes, you down with TTP? <laughs> and I was like, here? And he goes, yep. And I said it. And uh, he introduced himself, and I asked him what the score was. And sure. he said, I checked in the middle of the second quarter. We were up 15 or something like that. Yeah, and I was like, that made it all better. Yeah. And you, didn't go, even, you weren't following along at all? Uh, I looked at Twitter in the middle of the first quarter, sure, sure, but sure. I was that was about it. Do you so. go back when you miss a game and like read through Twitter a little bit? No. Um, I usually read through the game uh, thread on Liberty Ball. Oh, nice! That's what I'll do to catch up. There's too much on. There's too much other stuff sure. on Twitter. Well, I have a. I usually run through the. Um, oh, you have a list. The list. Of, well, just the Liberty Ballers guys. It's Liberty Ballers, and I guess you. Okay. Rich and okay. now Derek, who doesn't write for us. So f- Liberty Ballers, former Liberty Ballers, yeah. and me, and you. Okay. Well, no, you're Liberty that. Ballers. You wrote on. Yes, you've written. Once, yeah. There you go. Um, so he said that, and I, I was really impressed. One more thing about the game before we talk about the Eagles Covington. game. No, the Sixers game. When I was watching it, I, I knew the outcome, of course. Mm-hmm. But when I watched the first half of the third quarter, or the first nine minutes of the third quarter, they're losing. I w- yeah, I was like, there's everyone's, no way. How did, yeah, there's yeah. no way they won this game. Yeah. It started off exactly like the third quarter would uh, start off. It was so good. It was so good. I was really losing my mind. I was so happy. I can't believe they won. I, I can't so believe happy. they won. I jumped into Alyssa's arms. And <laughs> did he really? I yeah. hope he did. <laughs> I did. When when uh when Lou Williams hit the shot against the Heat, I put my wife my now wife in a we were at the game in a headlock in a headlock sure. and smacked her ass <laughs> in, in the Wells Fargo Center. So that's what's might be what's coming. Yeah, oh know. boy. Um so Covington. Yeah. I don't know what to say other than um Hopefully the malaise that hit most of the team yeah. just hit him too, sure. and it'll come back. I like I don't see anything. He's still a good shooter. I, I he's I not can't taking imagine. like confident shots. Right. He's sort of like I'm gonna try to dribble. Yeah. Like I guess I'm gonna. He, it's very odd watching him play because he doesn't just doesn't look like himself. No. And then I think is people talk about Ish up in the big, big man, but I think he's gonna help. Covington too, and I think a healthy Marshall does that too, and Stauskas being a weapon does that as well. Yes, it does. Yep. Uh, hopefully, just like better players, and and even Carl Landry to some extent, like being able to hit hit a shot, I think makes people not drape themselves over Covington as much. I think. I mean, I, I'm not like. I'm not at a point where I'm like worrying about that he's not the player we thought he was. I no. think he's just going through a rough time and looks really bad. Yeah, I, because I'm sure he can shoot. Yeah. I'm sure he can shoot. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen enough of him shoot. And the whole team has been so bad mm-hmm. that it's been hard for me to single out any one guy right. and say he's the reason why. And I do think there is something to, not really, totally, because there are two things that happened when they sucked after. Mm-hmm. Marshall and Roten came back, mm-hmm. but and the Colangelo thing happened. Yeah. And I do think there's something, there's obviously something to a new guy, like run to new guys running the, yeah. the team uh, on the court. But I think off the court, for somebody to say, hey, this team sucks so bad mm-hmm. that the league had to step in and put somebody else in charge, I right. think it probably has to hit you mentally a little bit. I think it hits everybody differently. Yeah. You know, everybody's got their own stuff going on. I, I, I'm not worried I'm not, about. Covington I'm not worried about him either. But he he has looked really really bad. Yeah, because he, he's never had this. At least for us, 
aside from when he was just getting back from his injury, he's never had a stretch like this. No, he's been good the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. He at least like hit some shots. He'll shoot like, you know, two for 10 some nights, whatever, but he still hit shots where you're like, all right, that's him. But like he was 0 for 7 last yeah. night. He wasn't playing in the fourth. I mean, he barely played in the fourth quarter. I don't even know if he did. Yeah, I think he's he just, got benched in the game before too. Actually, yeah. he got benched one time last year too. He looks bad. Yeah, I think he's he might be a uh, he may be a, a moper because he I got guess, benched one time last year. I remember. I guess yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not worried about him, but I want him to get better soon. Because like that's the thing is that the Sixers, like Jaleel didn't play and Covington scored zero points and they won. and they won on the road against a team who's not good, but they have good players. Real NBA players, certainly. You know, it's funny. Sean O'Connor said, I saw on Twitter yesterday, when the rumors that Hornacek might get fired, fired, he was like, it really sucks that, you know, um, a three-minute bad stretch against the Sixers might get you fired. I think to myself, well, they're 12-20, and Mm -hmm. 5-15 in their last 20 games, and also they're about to lose to a team that's 1-30. That could be the strongest. That could be strong. Yeah. Can I go off against Phoenix for a second? Yes. Because Phoenix was looked at as like the beacon of like how to rebuild and look how great they did. They were supposed to be bad, but they, true basketball sense, got themselves into a position where they could almost make the playoffs and they didn't, but they're young and things are, oh fuck, no, they're bad. Oh God, they're loose. Okay, so they're the 10th seed and they don't really have any legitimate stars, I guess, okay, all right, uh, they're the they're the ideal. Now they're firing their coach. Now they're twelve and twenty in the third year of their rebuild. Fuck Phoenix. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing because they had to rely on free agency yeah. to get their best player, and yeah. you can't do that. That's what they had to do. That, yeah. So when they went to get Love or LaMarcus Aldridge, right. and nobody wanted to come there, and I will still they don't have a superstar that they're going to attract talent. That's why even, you get the superstar in the draft. First. Even though everyone was kissing Utah's ass before this year, yeah. I, I very much think they're in a similar position because I don't think any of their players are good enough to be right. the best player on a contender. Yeah, the, I was they, also kissing their ass. They, well. Everybody was kissing yeah. their ass, and and the, the the West it seems like it's bad, and they might not be able to even make the playoffs in a a down year for the West. Yeah, currently. which is tough because we need them to be better than the Kings. We need the Kings to know. Oh, right. That's the Kings are like very close to having like the sixth worst record in the league. Yeah. But like right now they're, they're like the eleventh or twelfth. Yeah. It's like I Brooklyn. think it'll normalize. Brooklyn's in a like in a there's a you forget that most of the league isn't as shitty as we are. Yes. It's and there used to be worse teams. Yeah. This year it's us and the Lakers. I was saying something about Brooklyn. I'm like, oh, looks like they're gonna be pretty good. And somebody's like, they have the third worst record in the league. I was like, but they have eight whole wins. How is that possible? Yeah. They must be twelve. They must be or uh, something. Yes. Yeah. No, it's just us. Is there any way two more Sixers things? Okay. Is there any way to avoid this this Jaleel Okafor thing going forward where the two camps have clearly planted themselves firmly in the pro and against the pro and uh, against Jaleel Okafor camps, and I feel like you can't criticize him without somebody saying he's the only good player on the team. And then you can't like, is there any way to avoid this fight for the next few years or no? Assuming he doesn't get traded, well, which he should be. Something's gonna happen this year or next year where one of Nerlens Jaleel or Embiid are not on the team. So I, I think we have, a, we have at least the rest of this year until the draft, I think, to fight about it. 
is it is it so much like pro anti Jaleel or is it like Nerlens versus Jaleel? It's both. Yeah. I feel like there's a bunch of people that think there's an anti Jaleel thing, which mm-hmm. I think actually there is. Everybody denies it. This isn't a everyone will say like Look, I'm not being negative on Okafor and then say how bad he is at defense. No, I think that is I think there's a pro and anti Okafor thing. And I think just by by process of what you like in basketball, if mm-hmm. you don't like Okafor, chances are you like Nerlens, right? Yeah. Like I will make excuses for Nerlens from now until yeah. the end of the day. Absolutely. Say, yeah. The I the the biggest problem with Okafor is that at a position where every almost every other team has their best defensive player, we have our worst. And right. he can't protect the rim. And he's not great in the open court, so he sl- he slows it down on one end and is a liability on the other end. So it it's just tough to build around a guy like that on a on a really good team. And I think that the NBA has caught up to that being true. I think Jaleel will improve the defense when he plays one on one defense. When he's in the post against somebody, he's not bad. Yeah, because he's big. Because he's big, yeah. and and he like is base. He doesn't have to think that much. Yeah. When he when it, during a pick and roll, and there's a guard coming at him, he's just gonna sag back and just do everything wrong. And that's why people people have brought up like Okafor at the four nonsense. Like that isn't. Yeah, that's he not a legitimate. He's not thing. quick enough. No, he doesn't have. He's not smart enough. He doesn't play smart enough on D to to be able to do that. Um, but I don't know. It, it, they'll be hard pressed to find a team that wants him because and is willing to pay fair price for him because of the way he plays. He just plays a, a, a very specific, oldish version of basketball that you don't see around the NBA that much anymore. Right. That's, that's why I like that. Did we ever talk about that Ryan Anderson deal that I brought up? Yes, we did. We talked about it last week. Yeah. That's why I think if putting him next to Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis who can roam and play the four and block shots and on offense do do face up and Jaleel can maybe they need to do something. Yeah. There, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah. I would, anything that gets him, you know, you, want, you just do. want out, you just want out. I on just, I, I don't, I do. I, what's the word? Um, I don't, I just don't like, he might be really good. I just don't like watching him. Okay. I don't like watching anything he does. I, I really do like watching well. his foot, footwork. I really do like watching his footwork in the post. I, it's impressive, and he does. He goes baseline, and times when you're like, "Oh, he's gonna run out of bounds," and he sort of like scoops layup with his offhand. Yeah, that's a nice thing. He has nice offensive moves, and I remember watching him at Adidas Nations like three years ago, and the scouts were like, "He's got the best post moves of anybody since Duncan." They they're very good. Here's the thing: I don't like post moves. Yeah, and I don't even like watching Duncan. I've said it on the podcast just, that I don't like watching just the Spurs. Insane, insane no. that you don't like watching the Spurs. Whatever. Loving the Spurs is a basketball Twitter thing to do. There's nothing. No, it's a about it's an enjoyable thing to do. Mm. They they move the ball well. That's mm. a fun thing to watch. Mm. The Warriors also move the ball well. Even Warriors are fun to watch, and so are the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I want to repipe Lickface for people that didn't listen to that pop podcast. So somebody emailed me. Mm-hmm. Did I send it to you? I, think so. I did. It was a foreign um, rights to Ricky Sanchez listener <laughs> that wanted to know what Lickface meant uh, because he was new to the podcast and he wanted to be in on it. Yeah. And I, like a real dickhead, <laughs> responded to him. I said, Tough luck, buddy. Go listen to old podcasts. <laughs> and the guy was like, Okay. <laughs> like he was not upset about it. It yeah. was like nice of him. So. 
I guess where it, I, I actually missed the connection a little bit. I know where it started. I know that there was a jigsaw at one point where one of the options, fine, we'll do it. One of the options, never again, never again. This is the last time? This is the last time I'll oh ever, yeah. One of the things, one of the options was your face will always smell like it had just been licked and there was dried up saliva on your face. Right. Which is a horror. And everybody, remember when we did that one, there was a lot of Twitter reaction to yeah. that of just people being like, ew, gross, that's horrible. Yeah. Of all the awful things I said, I did a thing about running it's away a very with your, vi- it's one a visceral, of your parents. And it's this a visceral was the one. Thing, yeah. 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 You can really taste it. Yeah. So, but somehow... It became that Henry Sims looked like he had a face. Yeah, I think I might, I like may have said face. something. Something that came out. Which you said, which of the Sixers looks like they most have lick face? And I yeah. think it was like probably Henry Sims. Yeah. So Henry Sims became lick face, and it wasn't even really. I don't think it was trying to insult Henry Sims. I had no problem with Henry no, Sims. He's yeah. great. That's why Rashawn Holmes sort of looks like he might be the new lick. Yeah, they're similar. I love Rashawn. So that's where lick face came from. So um, that's it. That's that, where it came well, from. And that's why in yeah. people's Twitter bios. In order to distinguish themselves, rather than using a tattoo or Bitcoin, yes, you just put hashtag lickface in your Twitter bio, and uh, and people know you're fucking stupid. Yeah, like yep. And and you have to know the catchphrase too if you say it in person. And the other thing is that we wanted something weird because the title of the podcast. We wanted something so trust the process is not inside. I have news for you. Like no. it's not inside. We it was, lost it. Yeah, it was on the like ESPN yes, graphic. It's like everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So the process is no longer ours. So Lickface, trust me, nobody wants that one. That's <laughs> people, never people say get trust popular. the process like maliciously. Yeah, and, like they're like, oh, well, I guess trust the process, like that kind of thing. But if you say Lickface, nobody no wants, nobody's coming at you. They're not that. even going to repeat it. No. Yeah. So I don't even want to say it in person. Yeah, I hate rough. saying it now. It's tough. So, real quick, before we get to a jigsaw, there was a bit of a rehash of the Michael Carter Williams trade. Yeah. And he had a good game against us. It was, and he's it had was uh, Rube. Rube was the one who. Tweeted something like oh, that. Oh, our very own Ruben Frank? Yeah. Oh, well, Why is he it, our very own? Well, because he works for WIP. Oh, does Sorry, he? I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so please don't insult Rube. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he knows the Sixers as well as he knows the Eagles. Is he that, knows the Sixers I, quite well. I think maybe what he likes doing is, because he does the same thing with Nick Foles, it's really fun to tweak people sometimes, yeah. and we are easily tweaked, mm-hmm. our kind, mm-hmm. uh, and this trade is one that will... Um, that will get to people because we're so sure of it. We're so sure that it was the right trade. We, it, it was. It's, yeah. not an, it's not an answer. And but your dad, was it your dad who said, like, well, the Lakers pick might be in the 20s next year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just so delicious. Yeah. He doesn't care, though. He, he doesn't care. No. That's the thing. And that's, that's the thing. And I'm not going to, I don't want to call out specific beat writers or anything. You don't like when I do that. No, no. But Because we're all on the same team. Sure. Kind of. But the. The problem with like beat writers and radio personalities, TV personalities, is that they want to follow a good team. They want their job to be more exciting. Sure. And they, when they write or talk about it, they're writing from a stance of my job kind of sucks because the team is bad, and they're not looking at it from a, from a position of uh, this is better for the franchise in the future going forward. They just want to make the playoffs. They love those Doug Collins teams because they were like, oh, you know, we're in the eighth, we're making the playoffs, we're kind of close. They want to be legitimate and they're tired of writing the same game story about the Sixers losing by 30 and and I get that but they're letting it bleed into the way they talk about the team and and spin all their articles and that's the problem and that's why people don't understand the the normies don't understand the people that don't listen to this podcast so they're we're not reaching them anyway right don't understand that th- things can be good for the future 
and not good now because the way they're getting their mainstream media is they're stupid, this sucks, which is only sucks if you're writing about the team for a living. Part of it did come from the fact, like the secrecy of everything mm-hmm. made it worse. Mm-hmm. Made it worse. Like Hinky not talking to the media. Yeah. Made it worse. They're not even like little nuggets. Mm-hmm. Only a couple little nuggets got right. out there. That and he, they wanted he does out. talk to them. He just doesn't talk to them on the record. Yeah. That's the first thing he'll say is yeah. that it's not on the record. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you want to do a jigsaw? Uh, how's you Christmas? How was your Christmas? Um, it was fine. It was good. We we go to we do the both house thing. Mm-hmm. So because we live close. So um, there's some good uh, Sixers Christmas gifts posted on. Oh, Twitter. Did I? Did you, didn't did you say, see mine? I, I didn't say. I it. saw it, but talk about it. So my brother-in-law is the best. I'll just get that out. Is he the the bus tour guy? He runs fansofphilly.com. Cool. And my wife was telling me before Christmas, she was like, "My brother's really excited. What he mm-hmm. got you for Christmas?" And I, I like I couldn't. I knew it had to be Sixers related somehow, but I thought, how could he? How could he get me? So I I take. I don't even know the name of the high school anymore. I take. I unwrap it. Uh-huh. And I hold it up, and it says something, something high school valedictorian. And it was obviously official gear from this high school. Oh, I'm just getting it what it was now. Yeah. And I'm looking at it, and I'm very confused. And I turn around, and the back says Hinky 96. It was his high school where he was the valedictorian <laughs> and the year that he graduated high school with his name on the back. So it was a hinky jersey from his high school where he wasn't playing basketball, where he was the valedictorian. Unreal. Also got me, which, I gift. did not put a picture of this on Twitter, but he also got me a 76 Sixers jersey with Hinky on the back. Perfect. So I have both of them, too. Yeah, you're really so, rough in it. Yeah. So, uh, we're, we're very fa- fair and balanced in this Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I, there, there are very few hills that I've, I've chosen to die on, and I will die on this oh, hill. Yeah, we're, we're, we're way dead. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa got me a... Uh, uh, an Allen Iverson shirt that says we talking about practice. There you it, go. Which is pretty solid. Where did you get? Oh, I guess I won't ask where you got it. On online. Etsy. A, on Etsy. Oh, Etsy. Etsy's a great place for stuff. Sixers Etsy. Yeah. In Wait, Hinky, Hinky We Trust. There's plenty uh, of those in Hinky We Trust. Really? Stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Totally. That's a good um, present. I'm glad you support his habit. Yeah, we're gonna go after this and get some lunch at the at probably Reading Terminal. There you go. And then uh, get her a Sixers shirt of her own. Because yeah. she has she has the uh process she has the trust the process lottery shirt. Yeah. Did uh, you see somebody got that as a mug? For I did Christmas? see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bill Wolf, I think his name was. So shout yeah. out to Bill. Yeah. Uh you have one of those? You have one I of those. I gave her, I gave her okay. I gave her mine with uh and now she cut the sleeves off, so it's very there sti- you go. stylish. It's cool. Yeah, I can't wear, I can't wear that. Thing, I can't. No. I, you don't wear it? I don't wear it. She wears it. Oh, I, it makes me feel better when she wears it. There you go. I wear the Bynum jersey, but. Oh, and there is, there's going to be a t-shirt for the, there's a t-shirt for the bus trip. Of course, there'll be a t-shirt for the lottery party. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a t-shirt for the Sixers night at, uh, the Wrights Ricky Sanchez night at the Sixers. Okay. There'll be an optional t-shirt. It a will lot be of an extra cost. A lot of t-shirts coming around. People like t-shirts. Yeah, they do. People ask about a shirt. So. For sure. That's exciting. You want to do a jigsaw now? Let's do it, yeah. All right. Play. I will play this game. Game play. I will play this game. I miss you. I will play this game. I- I'm worried. Play. I will play this game. And after the game, they were interviewing him, and they said, how does it feel to win the ultimate game? And he said, if it's the ultimate game, why are they playing it again next year? There we go. Somebody had the nerve to ask me what this music was. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's from Saw. 
That's why it's which Jigsaw. Is, which is a very topical yep. movie that people still like and talk about. Actually, the connection there is that on a road trip with my friend uh, Battle, I was asking him horrible would you name. rather. His name's Matt Battaglia. On the air, he was just Matt Battle. Sure. So just Do you have Battle. any friends that aren't in radio? No. Okay. Nope. Um, I don't I barely have any friends. Sure. Yeah. So he, uh, I was asking him these horrible would you rather questions on a uh, road trip, and he said, you're like Jigsaw. Just horrible options mm-hmm. to sell, and that's where this came from. So Love it. I promised Mike and um, Glenn and Alyssa that this was going to be a gross Jigsaw like old times. So here you go. Mike, here are your two choices. Either for the rest of your life... Your mouth always tastes like throw up. Oh. Or in your nose, it always smells like shit. Oof. That's tough. Okay, so I have a couple questions that I Yeah, of course, as always. Um, my mouth tasting like throw up. Does my stomach feel nauseous? Only if the, the taste of Only throw up makes taste. you nauseous. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, the... the, the, the the, the nausea is not causing the throw-up taste. It would be the throw-up taste causing the nausea in this case. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Because um, I had that some of that last night when I was in New York. I made the bad decision of, uh, after drinking a few beers, deciding to get some Moe's Southwest Grill at the uh, at Penn Station. I used to work there, not at that location, but the one in Ithaca. Yeah. Um, didn't go well. It didn't go well. I love Moe's. It tasted like it used to, but they were just closing up. Okay. So everything had been out and was nearly packed up for a while. So I felt that sensation last night. Yeah. Um, but I really don't like throw up, and I do like smelling my own farts. Right. So I'm going to go with the nose and the farts. I think that's wrong only because... We always disagree. Yeah, only because if you smell it, you're going to taste it too. And that means that you're gonna you're gonna taste shit, and I'd rather taste throw up than shit because throw up is a guess, is a flavor I've had I, in my I, mouth before. I don't know that I would taste it because you don't taste it when you smell it now. Sure, you sort of you do when you fart and you smell it. You're like, oh, I taste. It's the I same sense, it. I think. Well, if it's the same as that, then I'm okay with it. Okay, assuming it's the same as that. <laughs> That's gross. It's wrong. I think I'm right. I think I'm right. You picked the wrong one. Um, I want to talk about Brett for two seconds. Okay. How do you feel about Brett? Fine. I, I, I don't have any I don't have any issue with him until they have a real team. I, I can't I don't have any I've nothing. I, I'm fine with Brett. Mm-hmm. You? I don't know. He's a little bit like a camp counselor. He has that's his job. That's his job is to be camp counselor. Yeah. And I don't know that I've is he good at like drawing up plays? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird to not know. And I don't I just feel I, I agree with you, but I question myself as like are we giving him a free pass for are we just giving press for like five years? No. I think three. I I, th- I think it depends on the team. I just think mm-hmm. his job if if I could have had him do anything at and and you could argue that it, it didn't happen this year. But if I could have had him do anything through this period, it's to have them not blow up. Mm-hmm. And and you could argue that they did this year. But, I don't think they did. Well, look, it came close. The first time it came close, I thought. That, yeah, the first. This is the first like big PR issue. Yeah, but I don't think it's like his fault. I don't think it's his fault. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just think, and honestly, even drawing up plays like only really matters when you're good. Yeah. In the first place, you, I you just know feel I mean? like I've never seen a Sixers team like run a play, like in my life. Like you watch the Spurs, Spike. Yeah. 
and you see like, oh, they're they're running a play. Oh, this is like elevator doors. This is horns. This is something. And at the Sixers, I feel like it's like, oh God, <laughs> somebody <laughs> shot clock. <laughs> And well, it's amazing that compared to the Spurs, they don't look quite as good. Right? <laughs> sure, <laughs> but you see other teams do stuff. I mean, the Sixers, honestly, the Sixers' offense to me looks better than it did under Doug Collins or Eddie Jordan or Maurice Cheeks. Like it still looks, yeah, better. But I, I just want to see. I guess maybe that's still you know, still personnel. I guess I guess last year you could say like based on the shots they had in the paint and from three that they mm-hmm. were getting good shots. Yeah. So yeah, for sure, maybe they just the problem is they're all terrible. And Ish is back. Yeah. It's just back. So. Um, Hollis Thompson looks great again, and uh, things are good. All right. Then we'll talk to you next week. Okay. Live Ricky. Live Ricky. Um, this has been the Rice to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Is always brought to you by L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers. Go get engaged with Lee. Uh, 707 <laughs> Walnut in Philadelphia, and whether you're going to or not, and always at LLPavorsky.com. Are you down with TTP? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> It's the worst. Check it out now.